Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am Q's Director of Marketing and Communications, Josephine Ma, and thank you for listening to Cup of Joe with Tim, where we talk about the goings-on in and around Concordia University of Edmonton. Today, President and Vice-Chancellor Tim Lorman and I are joined by a very special guest, Chancellor Al Heen. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us again. Al has been in his role since July, but he'll be officially installed as Chancellor in a ceremony on Tuesday, October the 24th. This ceremony is open to the entire Q community, including students, faculty and staff. You can find out more about this event and RSVP at concordia.ab.ca forward slash newsroom. And today's episode, we are asking questions from the Q community to our new chancellor, ranging from what does he as a chancellor do and to his pick of sports teams. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. So stick around as we hear from our new chancellor, Alheen. It's my honor to introduce you now to my friend, Alheen. Al is a successful and pragmatic Alberta entrepreneur who believes in giving back to his community. He's been a friend and a steadfast supporter of Q for years. He served as chair and vice chair of Concordia University of Edmonton's Board of Governors. And this was how I first got to know Al. Mm -hmm. Over his nine years of service on the Board of Governors, Al has been a passionate champion for our students, for our faculty, staff and community. Now his career began as a school science teacher. And he went back to school, completing a BSc which, with a major in chemistry at Queen's University. And he transitioned to business when he joined Topco Oilsite Products Limited as their technical manager. He ended up buying the company and turning it into an incredibly successful multi-million dollar business that produces and sells products for the upstream oil and gas industry. He served on a variety of industry and private corporate boards, including a member of the Modern Miracle Network and the former chair of the Petroleum Services Association of Canada and as chair of STARS and SPURS annual PSAC fundraiser. So... Mr. Heen, or should I say Dr. Heen, because he has an honorary doctorate. That's right, that's Concordia. true. <laughs> Dr. Heen's community spirit has also been recognised with being awarded the Queen's Golden Jubilee Medal, and in addition to that, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Medal, as well as the Alberta Centennial Medal. And as I said, he was uh, awarded an honorary Doctor of Laws by Concordia University of Edmonton in 2021. Um, so please... Join me in welcoming our new Chancellor, Alan Heen. Well, thank you, Dr. Lorman. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm so very pleased to have been asked to participate in this podcast. And thank you, Josephine, for making the arrangements and you, the invite. Absolutely. We're glad to have you at any time. And look at that long list of accomplishments there. Uh, we know that you are a very, very busy man, and you split your time between Edmonton, Calgary, and Houston. So I appreciate that you um, are making time for our podcast today. So as we know, the hockey season is now underway and the Heritage Classic is just around the corner. And I know the number one thing people are dying to know is, do you cheer for the Calgary Flames or the Edmonton Oilers? Oh, sure. Tough question <laughs> right out of the gate. I have to be very diplomatic on this answer as I have staff and offices <laughs> in both cities. So I believe the old adage is when in Rome... So obviously when in Calgary, it's the Flames. When I'm in Edmonton, it's the Oilers. 
Last Saturday, I was fortunate to be invited to the home opener of the Oilers. I wore my Oilers jersey with great pride. And for those of you who remember, it is a jersey that was signed by Glenn Sather. So I know that the next, what your next question will be. (laughs) So who do you cheer for during the Battle of Alberta? I'll take the Fifth Amendment on that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. At least it isn't the Ottawa Senators, Al. No chance. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one of the things you're most passionate about is getting to know students and staff in your new role as Chancellor. And it seems our students and our employees, staff and faculty, also want to get to know you. Over the past few weeks, Josephine's been collecting questions from staff and students, and we've had a number of questions to ask you on their behalf. The first question is a good one to help us understand your role, and it comes from Aaron. He asks, what does a chancellor do? Aaron, that's a great question. Uh, The chancellor is the advocate of the university to the community, uh, to the general public, to our politicians on all levels, whether they're municipal or provincial or federal. Uh, Most importantly, I feel that one of the chancellor's primary roles will be to listen to all who have an interest in Concordia, including our students, our faculty, our administration. A chancellor also works with our donors to encourage the financial support of Q and is basically the ambassador for the institution, even to other post-secondaries. All right. And as we have already established, you're a very successful and in-demand business person. And what our listeners might not know is that you have a wonderful family, including your wife, Trish, and your children and your five grandchildren. And now you've undertaken yet another role, this time as Q's third chancellor. So the next question that we got is actually about your motivation. So Shanez asks, what sets you apart from other chancellors and why did you want to become a chancellor? Good question. It's a great question also, yes. Um, Well, I am known in the business environment as a people person. I've been very blessed to have many of my co-workers in my companies uh, who have been with me for many years. They've been very loyal to both the companies as well as myself. I didn't really apply for the chancellor's (laughs) position Rather, the Q Board of Governors asked me to consider taking on the role. And I am very fortunate, honored, and privileged to accept. I hope, I'm very hopeful that my focus on people will help me to provide leadership for Q. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, we have a profile of you on our uh, website, and it actually says Al Heen, a People's Chancellor. So I think that uh, (laughs) your reputation precedes you on that one. (laughs) Thank you, Josephine. Well, he is a a People's Chancellor, and uh, (laughs) you you have uh, great influence in your role. And I will also say, and this is a thank you as well, is that you have been and will continue to be uh, an advisor to me uh, as president, um, and also to our Board of Governors as well, more generally. And you have a long history with Concordia. And so, you know, that I think is very helpful when we were discussing issues which may seem, you know, maybe unique at the time, but then to realize maybe some of the issues aren't quite as unique. Um, Your opinion, your vision do play an important part in the future of Q. So 
Our next question comes from Nassim, and she asks, what is the university's plan for the next five years in terms of expansion, and in particular, adding more graduate programs? So it, that's a good question as well. And uh, of course, uh, we look at what's going on around Q with the completion of the construction of our newest building. And uh, hopefully that will be completed sometime in the very near future. <laughs> it seems as though it's been going on for quite a while. But this addition is needed. It's uh, being done to augment our teaching spaces, provide better facilities for our students' learning experience. And I'm really thrilled to see it. Um, Tim, I'm going to go back to what you just said a few minutes ago. I've been very fortunate to have been at Concordia when it was a much smaller school of probably eight or 900 students. Wow. And I've been so fortunate to see it grow. So I was here when ground was broken on the whole center. And I know of all the fundraising efforts that went into that building. And we were thrilled when that was opened. Uh, we've seen the Wachovich Center being mm -hmm. built. And now we have another new center. And it's uh, a real thrill for me to see it because it means that this university is growing and that we have more and more students coming here because they appreciate this university for what it has to offer in terms of education. Um, the second part of that question was, um, what kind of graduate programs are going to be added? And I think we're going to continue to build on our niche programs that we already have in place um, where we can excel, and we're doing that big time. I mean, our Masters of Science in Information Technology um, is sought after now. Our Masters in Education is really well known, not only in Alberta, but in Western Canada. I think that uh, we have one of the top three programs in terms of Masters in education and I know that it is oversubscribed every year and that again is a, a great feeling to know that we were doing things correctly so um, you know I'm sure there'll be more niche programs as time goes on there'll be uh, more graduate programs being developed I don't know them all right now but uh, I'm sure there's a number that are in the works and probably something that uh, not everyone knows about you was that you actually were here when we created our PhD program in psychology as well. So do you want to talk a bit about that? Well, Josephine, I guess <laughs> I guess I can. Um, that was really near and dear to me. When that program was initiated, um, we had to defend that mm. to the province. And I remember... I was chairing the board at the time, and I was a huge advocate for the program. And I remember one one afternoon getting a call from the president of Concordia at the time and said, Al, we have this coming up in two days. Can you be here? Hmm. And I did grab the first flight out the morning of and came from Calgary up to Edmonton. I spent all of an hour and a half at the university, turned around, went right back to the airport, and flew back to Calgary because wow. I had a meeting that afternoon. But the PsyD program is so, so important. And I'm thrilled that it's that it is here. It's in place. It's still in its infancy. So, of course, there'll be growing pains and things to get through. 
but overall it's it's a great step forward for Q. Absolutely. And we know from your very long history working in the energy industry that um, both the energy sector and, of course, education, where you started your career, are dear to you. So a few years ago, you helped kind of marry those two interests by creating the energy management emphasis in our faculty of management here at Q. So one of the questions we received was, why is it important to you to create that energy emphasis and what do you hope it'll do for students? Well, uh, I can get on my little podium with that question. Um, <laughs> you have the mic. <laughs> I, I do. Thank you, Josephine. So two, two interests besides my family and my friends. But uh, education is number one. Energy is number two. And I have found in the last number of years that there's been a lot of misconceptions about the energy industry, particularly on the oil and gas sector in Alberta. We know that uh, energy is so important to our planet in providing reliable, economical, and sustainable energy for heating, cooling, electrical requirements, as well as over 6,000 commercial products are made from oil and gas from that chemistry. And I believe that there's been so much misinformation spread by people who are not aware of all the advances that are being made to capture, store carbon, reduce carbon emissions, and utilize carbon in industrial products. And here in Alberta, the technology is advancing at a record pace. The, the things that are being developed, not only in the province, but right here in Edmonton, we have a major $1.4 billion wow. a commercial operation that will be initiated probably within the next six to eight months here alone in Edmonton. And it is going to capture carbon and utilize it in concrete. And it's just an amazing technology. Again, Alberta is leading the way in these areas. And I think it's important for our students to know about this. As a matter of fact, two years ago, I started a new campaign across Canada. It's an advocacy campaign where we want to go to students and tell them about energy, about the oil and gas sector, and what we're trying to do to reduce those emissions and capture carbon, just like I said earlier. Um, we have put on three virtual seminars with bishops, the University of Toronto, and our own dear Concordia University two years ago. This year, we've been at Queen's. We've been at U of C the end of this month. We're putting on one at U of A, and we're working with McGill, Western, and U of S to continue these advocacy efforts. And we're not denying that there is a climate issue that needs to be addressed. What we're trying to say is balance out the story and show people, show students what we're doing so that they can become part of the solution to advancing the technology. And I love the fact, too, that we are partnering with other universities as well, too, to, you know, have these events and kind of raise that awareness. And the fact that we're sitting at the table with some of these really large, prestigious other universities in Canada is wonderful mm -hmm. as well. So, mm -hmm. 
Well, Josephine, just to to uh, emphasize how important this is, uh, I received a call this uh, last week from two of the organizing uh, students at Queen's University saying, we learned so much in January of this year. We're planning our next oh, wow. weekend conference, and we really want the Canadian Energy Association to come back and bring some more speakers to talk about things like geothermal mm. projects and, again, carbon capture. And one of the big ones has been the emphasis on the development of hydrogen and ATCO industries in the province has spent between three and four hundred million dollars in the last couple of years on the development of hydrogen and being able to put that into natural gas as a very reliable sustainable fuel amazing one thing I'm proud of is that Concordia is part of that conversation. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the role of a university is to discuss issues, and these are important issues for our future. Uh, energy is essential, and we mm -hmm. need to, to be discussing how we use energy and how we ameliorate, ameliorate climate change. And so uh, thank you for, for the work that you're doing there. And, and I would also say that, you know, Concordia, small as we are, is, is every bit as much of heavy heavy hitter as some of those larger universities out there. Absolutely. We make a, a real impact. Um, and Al, you and your wife, Trish, who is also a dear friend, uh, have made a massive impact here at Concordia over the years, thanks to your generosity. And that really speaks to your commitment to our university. And the next question, the next question is from Alison. And I'm going to editorialize this question a little bit. Sure. I'm going to add a couple of little yep. things in here. She says that with a theater named after you, uh, a staff lounge, a design thinking space, and there's a, a, a place in our uh, psychology clinic here named uh, in honor of your grandchildren. Yes. Um, what is your favorite place around campus? <laughs> well, and it doesn't have to be one of those four spaces. <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> oh. Um, Trish and I are very supportive of Q again in terms of our time and our, our resource commitments. Um, again, back to we really believe in education. And I think that my favorite area in the university would have to be Tegler. And why? Well, it's a common meeting place for conversation and for games. I saw some today when I was coming into the office. I hear a lot of laughter. I hear discussion as I wander through Tegler uh, on my way to various meetings. And that means that people are, are usually enjoying themselves. Mm -hmm. And if there's laughter and enjoyment, that uh, brings some warmth to, uh, to my heart. I just walked through the Tegler Student Center on the way to this podcast recording, and uh, there was a Tai Chi class that was going on there. And I think that happens actually every Thursday. So that was really cool to see. You yes. know, last year following the pandemic, I, I think people were less used to being on campus mm. and there wasn't that vibrancy mm. that that's starting to really return to Tegler. It's really the heart mm. of the university. Truly, yeah. yeah. It's the beating heart. I agree. It, uh, May I may I go back to one point, Tim? You you were talking about uh, the energy sector and, and the fact that Concordia is absolutely involved in this right up to their ears, as much as some of the big universities. Um, I am available any time to talk to any any of the students. If you want to put on a 
a little uh, evening seminar or afternoon seminar and you want me to come in, I will gladly bring some of my cohorts in the industry and we can have a round robin session. I, I would enjoy that. I have no problem doing it. We will certainly take you up on that, Al. <laughs> yes, we sure will, now that we know. <laughs> All right, so you, um, of course, have been a longtime champion of Q, and you've witnessed us change, as you had mentioned, in many different ways. Our enrollment has grown. We've become a secular university, and now we offer more than 50 majors and specializations. So the ne next question comes from Glenda, and she asks, given our 100-year history, Q has seen a lot of changes. What do you see as the biggest challenge and the biggest opportunity for Q now and into the future? I'm going to use the word challenges, challenges, as in plural. Um, there's always lots of challenges in anything we do, uh, in our relationships, uh, in our business, and here at uh, Concordia. Uh, a few that I see for Concordia would be to continue to develop meaningful and relevant course curriculums for our students, uh, to continue to attract dedicated and loyal faculty. That's been a big blessing for Q. We have an amazing and dedicated faculty. Uh, we have great administration. We have great support staff. Um, and, and the other challenge, I think, for us would be to provide the best learning experience possible for all of our students. Um, greatest opportunity is probably to continue to build on a reputation for graduating young leaders, young professionals to achieve advances in all of our disciplines and to be the best that they can be. I love that. All right, so we, we still have a few extra minutes at the end of our podcast here. So we're going to do something we haven't done before. We're going to play a speed round where <laughs> we get to know you based on your preference out of two options. So, for example, I'll say Coke or Pepsi, and then you reply with what your preference is. And, Al, you'll have company during this portion because <laughs> I'm going to make Tim play along, too. <laughs> That's great. I love company. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, you guys ready? Yep. Okay, tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Definitely dogs. Good. I'm so glad to hear this. Android or iPhone? iPhone. iPhone. Nice. Oh, you guys are very similar. Mm -hmm. Morning person or night owl? Morning person. 100% morning person. Really? Oh, yeah. my goodness. You guys are like the same people. 5.15 this morning, Josephine. Oh. I was sleeping. I was I was counting sheep at five fifteen this morning. Five fifteen p.m. is my bedtime. <laughs> well, my my problem with that, Tim, is that um, I usually don't shut it down until about midnight. Mm. So I I don't have a whole bunch of. So you're a little expression. bit of a, a, a night owl too. Yeah, a little bit of both, Josephine. All right, fiction or nonfiction? Oh, nonfiction. Nonfiction. Oceans or mountains? Oh boy, that one's a tough one mm. because I have a wife who was born out in White Rock. So she's a, a ocean person and I guess I prefer the mountains. Hmm. Ocean for me. Okay. Yeah. Because you're from Australia. That That's one. right. Yeah. And we uh, we live near the ocean and I miss it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. All right. Vacation or staycation? Well, that preference has changed. It used to be staycation, but now I like a vacation. To really Just go to away. get away. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Definitely vacation. Yeah, yes. me too. All right. And then finally, 
boilers or flames? Oh. I had to ask again. Fifth so Amendment. <laughs> I'm not falling into that trap. Oilers. Yay, go Oilers, go. That's all, obviously because both Tim and I live in Edmonton. <laughs> well, I live in St. Albert part of the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes. Well, that's all the questions we've received from our Q community, but uh, I want to give you a chance, Al, to uh, have an open mic before we close our podcast. Is there anything you'd like our students, faculty, and staff to know about you as you are installed as Chancellor on Tuesday evening of next week? Well, yes. I guess my closing remarks would be directed to the immediate Concordia family. Um, first of all, I am really honored by this chancellorship um it's an amazing honor and uh, i'm looking forward to it i want to be known as a chancellor who cares for everybody who are invested in this post-secondary institution i also want to be known as the chancellor who's going to be out there promoting concordia uh, to achieve our goal in becoming the best small preeminent university in canada that's an important goal Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Chancellor, and for this enlightening conversation. It's certainly given me more insight into who you are as a person and also your vision for Q. And for our listeners, if you would like more information about the Chancellor's installation, be sure to check out our featured story that we have on the Chancellor at concordia.ab.ca backslash newsroom. And Saturday, October 21st is Q's open house. It's not too late to invite any of your high school friends to come check out Q and all of our offerings. There's still time to apply for our winter term and also for our 2024-25 school year. And all of this information, of course, can be found on our website at concordia.ab.ca. And now over to you, Tim, for the last word. Well, bye for now. Be kind, do good, and lead well. Mm-hmm.